For our Canadian lifters, pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved, powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Yoink. We're here with Jamar Royster and my man. We were just saying before we started recording, um, it has been years, man. It has been freaking years. And a lot has happened, obviously, not just with like powerlifting. This is before like the whole world changed, man. This is before COVID or any of this, man. It has been a hell of a ride. Um, obviously if anyone listening, you just had a, a freaking sensational performance, um, at the corrupted strength meet where you put up an 832.5 total as an 82.5. And historically for anyone listening, that puts you only below Russ, but you nudge ahead of, um, you know, all time great Brett Gibbs, who for yeah. years, his 830.5 kilo total as an 83. I mean, it was him and Russ. Him and Russ, him and Russ, him and Russ. You ask Russ, who's the greatest rival you ever had? He's like, it's Brett. Because Brett was he was in the 830s. You know, and people forget about Brett, you know, but you look at the historically speaking, and um here you are, man. It, you, you know, you you've emerged as an 82.5, and you're like, allow me to jump into these all-time talks. Oh, yeah, it was like uh, allow me to reintroduce myself. You feel me? Allow me to reintroduce myself. Um, and I mean, I want to get into all of that. The decision first off to drop down from 90 kilos. And, uh, usually people see a drop in strength. You saw no drop in strength, which is fucking phenomenal. The decision to it, how you did it, uh, the whole prep as well as, but first I just want to kick back for one second. I didn't forget way back in the day, years ago, you approached Brett or Russ, sorry. You approached him at like an expo or some shit. I forget what it was. The first time the you were King of the, the Arnolds. And you yeah. said, you don't know me right now, but soon enough you will. And, and I'm going to be the one chasing you. And he's like, all right, whatever. And he wasn't thinking <laughs> nothing of it. You know, and um, look at this, man. As an 82.5, you posting up an 8, 832.5. And just for context, for anyone listening, I know not everybody knows all the different totals of all the different weight classes. But right. But Russ won with 838 this year at Mega Nats. Like you guys are, t- you guys are ever so close. Russ has done bigger. Russ has done 843. But any given day, yeah. any given day, you were within, what are we talking about here? Like six kilo, five kilo or whatever, right? Like this is now, this is real. This is right. real now. This is not some dude at a fucking expo. Right? <laughs> Waiting in line. So. <laughs> Let's get into it a little bit, man. How did this happen? What was the decision to go to E2? And... Yeah, uh, so I'll I'll take it back to 2018, uh, Arnold. Yeah. Uh, not the, you know, like that was an, a beautiful story, but I honestly just went up to him and I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm looking forward to competing with you at 2018 Nationals. And by the way, I hadn't done a USAPL meet at this time. Oh, wow. um, so I was uh, coming off of drug tests at USPA and I was like, People were like, well, if you want to, you know, really get in a pond with the big fish, it's over at USAPL. So I knew he was like the big dog. You know, every, everyone knows that. So, you know, I went up to him and just just said, hey, man, I'll be looking forward to competing with you at primetime and nationals. My story's better. 
Let's stick with Mike. <laughs> it, 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 definitely, <laughs> it definitely is. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, going to 2021, 2021 Nationals was just, you know, uh, it was my – I believe that was my first meet under Marcellus um, that we had to – because, you know, the world went to shit, right? So right. I think that was my first meet under him. So it was just a lot of fine-tuning and figuring things out, figure what was going to work out with my performance. And unfortunately, I had a lack thereof. You know, I didn't get my 800 total, but I did get that 701 spot. Um, so that that was just fun for me, and it was it was dope. But, you know, I just kind of felt like I failed myself. And uh, we just took a step away, you know, from the 83 class at that point. Just took a step away. We knew USAPL and um, – the IPF was doing that split or whatever. And the 90 kg class was coming up. The 93 class was going away. So I had an opportunity to just go up a weight class and break the American record at 93 at the Virginia pro, which is what I did. Um, so during that time period, once we found out 90 was coming in, we was like, all right, well, let's just kind of like try to eat up a little bit and fill out the weight class so we can undeniably get the record. I think the record was like, I don't know, 733 or something like that. And mm. I spotted like 744. Uh, it was uncomfortable. I, I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt. But, you know, I was able to sacrifice for a little bit just to kind of like work up to that weight class and break that record. But I I hated the way I felt and looked. So from that moment on, I told Marcel, it's like, hey, man, I still want to get big. But like, I'm letting you know the rest of this year, like I'm cutting back, you know, I'm lowering back into the well, we knew one the 90 kg weight class was was going to be my weight class. But uh Pers for personal reasons, I definitely wanted to cut. Like I'm 31 now, you know. I like want to look good for for a long time, you know. Yeah, come on. Uh, so uh, that that was the thing, and uh, you know, we definitely stayed. I don't know, stayed true to it. I was definitely well under 90 kg competing at 90. I think before nationals, I was like 193 pounds. Uh, so I, I don't know what that is in, uh, in kg, but I was definitely under. So I kind of ate into the meat. So I ate up into like 196. And then after that meet, um, I was going to do like a cut myself anyway, personally, for the end of the year, it was the thing that I want to do for myself. And then I got an invite to corrupt it. And, you know, I talked to my coach and I was like, hey, man, um, I'm cutting regardless. And like, there's an opportunity for me to just go ahead and just might as well just compete at 82 and a half. It's a local meet. Um, I, I don't really have much to lose. Let me just get my 800 total and just kind of completely walk away from the weight class. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about it and there was no need for me to cut weight and compete at 90 if I was going to put up a big total. So it's like, yeah, might as well just if we're going to go, let's go all the way. And uh, it kind of just, you know, it just kind of fit my lifestyle and what I was doing at the time period. You know, I was doing a lot of cook, not cookbooks. I was doing a lot of like um, meal preps with my God Eats page and things like that. So I was just doing a lot of like recipe development content. So everything was just kind of working in my favor. And, uh, you know, that was the decision. Honestly, I just wanted to cut weight personally. And then I'm kind of like an all in type of person. So once I got the invite, I was like, fuck it, I'm going down, you know? And then when I heard Russ was competing at the beat, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. You know, like then we were told there were going to be national records or American record attempts that you could, you know, so I was like, okay, well, fuck it. Let's go. Like, this is, this is going to be fun. Uh, so those were all the things that kind of like helped make that decision a little bit easier for me to just go all the way back down to 82 and a half. So usually when people do like a cut like that, I mean, that's not a small cut. Usually you see some kind of a dip and then maybe some adjustment. Like for instance, you see an individual like Bryce Lewis, who, you know, multiple time world champion, USAPL national champion and made the cut. And that, that total dropped, you know? Um, so I don't know when I heard you're going 82 five, I wasn't sure what to expect, you know? And, and that's where, and oftentimes as well, 
what happens in the gym doesn't always come out on the platform. Usually it's a cut involved, right? When that doesn't happen, how many times you see that kind of thing happen or somebody gets injured near the end because they're, they're maintaining intensity, but the body is like, we're not eating as much. We're shrinking, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think you avoided this? Is it, were you tracking and even the cut itself? Was it tracking calories uh, macros. Did you have a coach like that? And did you get into the water cut, which can be tough? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. So, uh, I think it helped a lot starting early in the year. Like I literally, after competing at 93, I think I weighed 200 pounds, even some 91 kg, um, starting from that moment, from that meet, um, in December all the way until now in November. So mm-hmm. I've been like not cutting, but I've been like maintaining and kind of lowering calories throughout the year as as we went along so this has been a long process it wasn't impossible it was just a very long very slow gradual process um so i use macro factor app like in like it's funny because i'm plugging my own code so i have a code pink it got uh if you wanted to use it get two weeks free but it's it's from stronger by science um greg knuckles and all of them they uh developed this app that's phenomenal it's a uh data tracking gap and it's data driven so I let that thing just do its thing and work. And I just kind of like followed along. I manipulated my macros a little bit on my own from time to time. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I used the entire year. Um, so I did that, but also, um, yeah. Um, like when, that, we get, can I ask you about that before you move on from that though? Yeah. I got a couple of questions. So do you, how does that work? Because like, um, I, I also use, like, I just use my fitness pal, but yeah. they've changed the macros on it. Now you got to yeah. pay for it. Now they might lose me, Playboy. I'm not trying to pay for like if I'm gonna pay, I'll probably get a better rap, right? Yeah, was... give pancake coke pancake got two weeks free. Just try it out. I promise you. So so <laughs> tell me a bit about it because I am interested, like legitimately. If for anyone listening, this is legit. We did talk about this previously, but uh so how does it work? Do you put in your target and then it'll tell you how long is probably appropriate, or do you tell it how yes, yeah, yes, does it okay? And then it, yeah, it just so, shifts it around naturally, or how does it walk? Absolutely. So bit? you you can, um, so just to keep it very simple um, on here. Um, so whenever you download the app, it'll give you an option to have, a, you know, like a coach, right? So you can do uh, collaborative coaching. You can do, uh, you can allow the AI to do kind of what it wants to do based on your goals and things like that. And you can adjust, you can have high carb days, low carb days. You can do that on your own, or you can input your own stuff manually. So you have those options there. I like collaborative coaching because I like to like have some type of input on what I'm doing. And then from there, if I have a certain target range I want to hit, for instance, let's say I want to drop down to like, uh, I'll never drop down completely to like 83 kg. Like it'll be like anywhere between like 85 or 86 or something like that. Um, or yeah, 85. So that'll be like my target goal at a certain specific date. And it'll, it'll base my macros and, and caloric intake off that throughout whatever time it needs me to get down to that weight. So that's kind of how it was. So throughout the year, i I had a whole year to get down to that weight class. So it was yeah. super slow and gradual. And every week it adjusts. It'll give you like your, you know, your check-in. So you have a weekly check-in every Monday and then you'll click it. It'll either add calories, subtract calories based on that day, but you have to be consistent with it. So it definitely tracks habits as well too. So whenever you weigh in, you can weigh in every day. It'll give you your average weight based on that and things like that. So therefore, like, I think that's really great too. And um, this is kind of like, I'm, I'm not a woman, but this is still a big part of it. Like it also um, considers your, you know, your menstrual cycle as well too. Um, so it's just like really big on that. It's just, it's an amazing app. I, mm-hmm. I, if you're going to, if you're going to pay for something, this is where you get your money's worth. It's, um, it's worth it, man. Like can people talk? I mean, I got people who 
people will say like, oh, I wish I had that metabolism. I wish I had. It's like, you probably fucking do, man. You yeah. just don't track. You don't know the calories or activity or the steps you're putting in. I don't know if you count steps, by the way, if you had to do stuff like that as well. That kind of helps as well. I, find I actually, that. yeah. So uh, I don't know if you remember, man. Like, you remember I was working like two, three jobs. Yes. Um, I was working overnight jobs. I was working super early morning shifts. Like, I was working like a workforce. So during that time period, I didn't have to do anything. I was always at a lower body weight. Um, but now since November of last year, I kind of went on my own doing my own stuff. So that kind of reduced a lot of my steps. So I don't track steps, but I always got out the house to do extra stuff. Mm. It is, um, like data is king when it comes to these things, right? Like you didn't have to track steps, but some people might like, if it's, yeah, if it's an issue, th these are the things that like people don't And actually Lane Norton who like, you know, he's all in on this. Oh, yeah. He posted the other day, I think it was Lane, maybe it wasn't Lane, but I read somebody had posted about metabolisms and people like metabolism isn't what it used to be. They showed that metabolisms actually don't start fading until you're like 60. Like you, yes, it is. Your lifestyle is what it used to be, yes. or it's been consistently shitty. So it compiles exponentially on you. But so consistency is key, whether it's shitty or good. If you're consistently shitty since you're 20. Yeah. You just started eating like trash and you're not very mobile. And as the years go by, it gets worse, but you yourself baseline, your metabolism hasn't gotten worse from you at 40. You're telling yourself that because you've done 20 years mm -hmm. of right. And now you're trying to catch up. It's so it's like, um, I don't know people. Once you realize how much you actually have control of these things, Track your calories, track your macros, track your steps and start taking these data points and taking away emotion from it. A lot of it's possible. Yeah, control of controllables. That's 100%. And you don't know, a lot of people don't know what their limits are. You know, right. uh, like my day job has nothing to do with powerlifting. And I got people who are like, um, oh, I wish I could eat. Like I eat like whatever, 3000 calories a day, <laughs> roughly. And I got buddies at work who are like, oh, I wish I could eat like you. Because 3000 calories, I'm eating pretty good. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, doggy, like, like, it's not like I, I'm like, I guarantee you could eat like me. If you work out in the gym, like me steps, like me in the whole nine, you probably don't even whatever. That's like, dog, 43 years old, man. How do you think I'm yeah. like, it's, you know what I mean? How can someone make excuses about metabolisms? If I'm six pack lab at a 43, man, yes, you can. Yes, yeah. you can. If you want to. Yeah. It's just, you just got to apply the effort. That's all it takes. Effort and attitude. Yeah, and consistency always wins the race with all consistency. Yeah. yeah, I was preaching that on my YouTube channel. Consistency over time—that's really all it is. Yeah, we underestimate um, what you can achieve, you know, over the course of like a year, a longer period, and overestimate what you can achieve in like mm -hmm. a day or or one session. So people try to hit these things up with like intensity, where it's like, no, 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 small adjustments throughout yeah. time is really what's going to pay off long term. Um. How about, so when you started, when, when did you start working with Marcellus? I started working with Marcellus in 2020. Um, okay. So I would say maybe August of 2020, I think sometime around then I started working with him. He had a slot available and I, you know, I reached out. Um, I was actually in Texas talking to him about it at that time because um, he lives in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. And I was just like, hey, man, if you ever get a spot available, just know I, I already, I've already seen what you do. I've already recommended athletes to you. And I'm just, I'm ready to like, you know, just dive in head first and just kind of see what this is all about. And what was it all about? Because obviously it works. Like his, was, his athletes are killing it. Sorry, he's murdering right now. <laughs> um, he's doing amazing. And yeah. um, 
you know, obviously what you just did is elevated just one more, one more resume, one more notch on his resume. So what was the big jump? I think, um, you mean like what's different yeah, with the like, programming and stuff? Yeah. If you, if you it's, think, um, yeah. What do you think? It's, it's, it's very collaborative in my opinion. Um, he's very open to suggestions and, you know, you like what you like and you know what you know. Um, and I know what works for myself. And I think, you know, he's taken it upon himself to like, all right, you know, Jamar likes these things. He, he will and will not do these things. So how can I get him to do specific things in order to get what we need to get, get from him? Like we know what works for my body. Right. So I, I'm a big squatter. I'm a heavy squatter, but we know that um, if I like go stupid dummy on my legs with accessories and things like that, it's just going to take away from what I'm doing. And also like sub maximum loads have been very like helpful. So I'll, you know, if we're doing anything that's going to get me ready for competition where I'm taking on heavier loads for top sets, those working sets aren't that heavy. I'm never hitting that 600 range for working sets anymore. Like I used to, I'm, I'm in that like 500, 525, I'll maybe get up to 570 for working sets, you know, but like, it's always in that lower range now. So my top stuff is always in the six sevens, but my lower stuff, I'm never touching 600. Dude, that's interesting as shit. Yeah. Some people think I got to be in the sixes if I'm squatting in the sevens. Yeah, no, I have not touched the 600 squat in terms of working sets in over a year and a half, I think maybe two years. Wow. That could shake up how people think they need to. It's yeah, you don't. Sub- we once we found that out, it was like, no, nah, we don't. We don't even need to touch that for working sets, man. Like, it's not, and it's not that we don't need to. If it's there, it's there. But for the mm-hmm. most part, I've found um, the most optimum work in those like lower five hundreds to like maybe at the higher exertion of my like block, maybe five seventy five, five eighty five. But it's rare that I'll touch six hundred for reps. And so, how often will you be hitting these singles? Because the singles stay heavy, right? Is it just like? hit a single or top big double or something like that. And then the rest is like, how does that look? So for I, fun fact, I think I hit singles maybe a couple of times a, a, a block a year. So like maybe a, a couple of blocks a year, I'll hit singles. So anywhere between four to five months, I'm hitting singles. And you know, that is maybe eight weeks, maybe 12 weeks out the year. Um, cause like now we have a full year to like, cause I don't plan on competing until USAPL nationals. So we'll have a full year. So maybe I'll hit singles a, a little bit more this upcoming year, but I think eight weeks for the most part. Ragman. So yeah. is it like doubles, triples then the top working yeah. top heavy stuff? Top stuff is sometimes five, you know, sometimes four, uh, right now I just got back into my block today. So right now I'm on triples and I think I started with 600 flat for like a squat triple uh today and you know that i was like fuck my body you know but like we're gonna slowly build and a big part of that is knowing that like i'm i'm strong i'm just like constantly like building and and rebuilding that foundation there's no need to like always send it all the time like i I don't and you know my mindset is just completely different than what it used to be right um Mm -hmm. and also i have a you know i have a coach who you know understands that as well too and you know just kind of reframing and reworking the mindset around training and what needs to be, what doesn't need to be, you know, I'm never upset. I never have a bad day in the gym and in the, in the sense of like mentality, right? Like even if the training's not going well, you'll never see me like pissy about it. It's like, Oh, okay. I fell 700 deadlifts almost every, every time I it's loaded. I, I fell it almost every time, almost every time. And I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, it is what it is. 
Really? Like, how is it? Okay, well, first off, when you work up to your top triple, I want to ask this before we move on to the deadlifts. You hit like a big top triple, just one big top one, and then back it off right away after that. Like, you kind of uh, mounting, mounting, mounting up to the top triple. Now we're into our back off sets. Is that how it works? Let's, let's do, uh, let's say if I have a top, you let's do single, right? Let's say if I have top single at 700, I'll go one red two red, three red, four. I'll just red up all the way until 700. So my last warm-up will be like 606, uh, so mm. two, 275 kg. And then it's like, you know, either 650 or a 700 squat. And then it goes straight back down to like my 500 squats, you know, like whatever yeah. around that range. Will you do the same though if you're, if it's not a single and it's doubles and triples that you're doing? Yeah, same thing. So today I had, uh, what, a 600 squat. So I went one red, two red, three red, four reds, and then top. Then I went back down to like four hundred some pounds. Gotcha. So you just hit that one top at the at the top weight. Yeah, you stick around at that weight. top weight for gotcha, nah, gotcha. I'm done. See, that's what Shane Hunt was saying too, and he was explaining that kind of like you were saying earlier, where enthusiasm matters. And he's like, if you put me on a top weight and keep me there for five sets, I'm dying. <laughs> the last, you know what I mean? Like I'll turn this into an RP 10 when it shouldn't be a 10. I'm done, man. You got yeah. me rising, rising, rising. I hit that crescendo and then fucking drop me off and let me just get some work done on some lighter weight. I'll, I'll peace out like light enough that you could get your job done, but you don't have to mm -hmm. be all keyed up. Cause you can't keep that intensity the whole no. time. No, I mean, you've already got that load on your back for a set. You've already, you've already accomplished the job. Like there's no right. need to like break your body down anymore, trying to do it or trying to like, I think, if you can do it, great, do it. Like everyone's training is a little bit different. I mm. found that for me, that one top set, whether it's uh, fours, triples, doubles, singles, and then just backing off right into my working set. Cause I know some people do a back off into like a heavier back off set and then they go drop all the way down. I just go straight back to my working sets. Cause I find that, um, as long as I can, like, as long as my working sets are moving well and I can like get the most out of that, I'm going to get the most out of my training. Like that top single is not going to really do much for me. It's just nice to do it. I'm getting adjusted to the low, preparing for the beat, but it's not the end all, right? So even mm. if it moves fast or slow, like the week prior to most of my competitions, 700 typically moves a bit slower. Um, the week prior to this meet, though, my 700 moved like an RP6, you know, oh. but but typically, so I but I know that from training consistently that even if it moves slow, it doesn't really matter. As long as the working sets are moving pretty well, I'm in good shape. And you were saying you were failing 700 on deads consistently. Oh, consistently. Yeah. That never rattled you. You were like, it's all good. Cause you, when you were listening, you hit 705 yeah. after maxing out, you know, on bench and squat. <laughs> so how, why do you think that was, what was going on? Well, remember like my, my deadlifts have never been like my moneymaker. Right. I was right. barely in training. I could barely hit 600 at points in times, like from 2018. Well, after 2018 nationals, um, I had suffered a back injury before that nationals. Uh, so I could barely touch 600. So the fact that I'm up at 700 trying to pull that and even getting it past my knees for me is a win. Cause it's like, Hey man, if I'm pulling this in training, my deadlifts always show up on competition. Now they always show up on meet day. And if I'm pulling 700 or trying to, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm okay. Like, and I, and I know that, right. Cause that's data. We've collected that. We know that I feel 700. It's like consistently in training, but so at Nationals 2022, like I pulled 700, but my knee kind of like tweaked because I had like a slight knee injury. So it kind of tweaked. So there was a, I don't know if it was called for ramping or slightly up and down, but I pulled it. So it's like, all right, cool. I, I know I have it in me. 
Like I literally was just watching five weeks ago. I pulled Seven Eleven and I felt that shit, man. <laughs> it, it, it's funny where you said, "I we have the data. I need to fail seven hundred. It's almost like myself. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm worried, man, because you hit seven hundred last week, and we need you to fail that shit, man. You know, <laughs> stats, stats show you're off. <laughs> you know, I need you. what's going on here, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, this is the first time you had pulled over 700 on the platform, right? This is the official. Ever. Which is crazy because it's at the lighter body weight. I pull better at a lighter body weight. Like, my mm. leverages are so much better. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, it feels more comfortable. Now, coming into this, you were thinking, what was the goal here? You wanted, and you were thinking, 800, and I walk away from 82.5? I'm done. I'm fucking done. But how about this, though? But how about this though? Here's 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 the conundrum, my friend. Now, hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Hear All me right. out. So, eight hundred, I got you. Fuck it. You know, no one likes. I mean, you're the pancake god, right? You're not the broccoli. Right. You're not the broccoli god. You're the pancake god. So you want to yeah. eat some good food. You know, nineties probably looking good. However, <laughs> in eight hundred, you're like it's a milestone. Um, and if you hit eight hundred, why stick around? It's still thirty eight kilos behind what one mega nats. You know, it's still 43 kilos behind Russ's best. So why stick around if you're going to be that far behind Russ? You're not going to be the man at 82.5. Fuck it, hit a milestone. Get back onto some more pancakes, do your damn thing. However, here's the problem. You hit 832.5. I did. And now, now it's like, fuck me. You, Russ is the biggest star, possibly the biggest star in powerlifting, at least on the tested side. You know, arguably. He's up there anyways. Absolutely. Going, he hasn't had a head-to-head -head with somebody who can post up in the 830 since Brett Gibbs. And him and Brett won one for one. And to go head-to-head -head in a showdown with Russ is, um, it'd be, you know, at Mega Nats. And for that big, you know, it's 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 a different. Now that you're like, fuck me, I'm, I'm a lot closer than I thought I would be. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what Petrie, uh, Brandon Petrie said to me. He goes, you know, you went in with a, with a goal, you went in to close one door, and you just opened another. <laughs> this is not it, that, man. Not that that's a bad or good thing, you know. Like my goal was 800, right? So to me, back when you know competing in 2017, 800 was like at an 83, you know, body weight. That was like a big goal to have. Yeah. You know, like, and I was like, man, you know, I just got to complete that mission for myself personally. Like that was something that I've always wanted to do. 700 squat, 800 deadlift. If I would have got that 800, uh, not 800, deadlift, 800 total. total. If I would have yeah. got the 800 total at 2021 nationals, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Cause I've, I've walked away from that class, you know, uh, well, God, you so, didn't. thank God you didn't. How funny is that? Yeah. Things work out funny, man. It, it is. You know, I, I went in thinking, uh, so here's a, here's a fun thing. Marcellus had my numbers. I think you, I don't think you'll mind, but I think you projected me around 840 um, is actually what he projected me. And we probably would have been there, but I lowered, I actually lowered. I had Becca. Becca was running my numbers. Becca Nuns, she was running my numbers. Um, and I told her, like, you know, like just lower the squat a little bit more because I think we had projected 727 to 730-ish squat. And I was like, just lower it. Like, I just, there was the the rack height was a little bit too high. So mm -hmm. when I lowered that on my third attempt, who knows what would have happened. So I would, I'd like to play on the side of caution for those things. And uh, we lowered it to 722 instead of 727, 733. Um, so we, we probably would have had what he, what he said if I would have stuck with those numbers, but it was a good call. You know, I think that was probably my max for the day. 
but yeah, man. Um, I don't know. My goal, my goal personally was 800. Marcellus is like, nah, man, well, you're going to get that on your second. So we're, we're going to eat today. We're going to eat at this meet. And I was just like, damn. So he showed me the numbers and I was like, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> like I- <laughs> you're like, calm down right now. <laughs> Yo, what is going on? <laughs> I, those numbers, for, to, but to me, like, I mean, that's why we have coaches, right? They're very objective, right? And uh, he was very objective in his speaking and the way he thought and about the whole thing. And me personally, I was like, all right, cool. Like I, if it's there, you know, but like, I was like, those, those numbers are a stretch. So I thought, but, uh, mm. we were on fire the day of, and I was like, damn, this is real. Uh, so yeah, man, um, that, that's kind of where, to, where, where I am right now. Um, I, am, in terms of wh- what I want to do, that kind of remains to be seen in terms of like competing at 82 and a half or competing at 90. And I will, I, I'll ask, I'll ask you this question. Cause you, you know, you said I'm the pancake guy and I like to eat. Would you, if you go back and look at my pages, would you say I wasn't like enjoying food this entire process? Um, see, it's, it's tough to say off Instagram. Here's the thing. I mean, you could definitely, it, here's what I know. Cause I count calories, right? You <laughs> can expend half your day on one meal. If you want, if you really yeah. want, you can't i've done it man okay i've done it so but it doesn't mean so it depends i i don't know what your calories are what are your calories as an 82.5 uh so i think i was eating around 23 to 2400 calories um what are they at as a 90 as a 90 i'm in that 3000 range like i'm like i'm i'm good eating like but also i don't eat a lot personally um it's just not not fun for me to just kind of stuff myself um which kind of helps with the aesthetics, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, for sure, man. Come on. <laughs> we we probably all went to the gym initially to look good, feel good, whatever. I yeah. totally get that. And um, yeah, you got to, like, a competition is, you know, twice a year, three times a year, whatever. But mm-hmm. every single day, you want to feel good. And be confident in yourself walking around. And people yeah. look at you and be like, oh, no, I can tell you're a power lifter. As opposed oh, to, yeah. you know, not feeling like that. Um so yeah, so it's not a major cut for you to make 82.5. It's not a major sacrifice is what you're saying. It's no, 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 no. I mean, that was the story though, right? That was what everyone was saying back in the day. And uh, I think, you know, that was, that was very one-sided because my story was never told or no one ever asked me. Uh, so I thought that was very like funny, but no, it's never, I've never been able, I've never like missed weight competing at 82 and a half. And obviously, well, 83, but obviously I went down a whole what half a kilo and performed my best. Right, right. So. Fair. And you can, if you wanted to, you could start doing things like increasing calories, but increasing steps as well. So you kind yeah. of like, you know, there's, you got, you got wiggle room, whatever, whatever the lifestyle yeah. you want to do. Right. I'm, I'm sure you've looked oh, into absolutely. all this. Have, is there, have you done any of like reverse dieting where you slowly increase calories over time um, and see if the body weight stays put? And Lane Norton's done some on this and I'm by no means a, an expert on it, but he's talked about reverse dieting where if you slow, if you slow increase the calories, the metabolism will slightly adjust. Now you still got the same ceiling as you had previously, but the body weight mm-hmm. won't go up if it's done very slowly over time, but there is a cap and it's not going to go on forever. Yeah. Uh, have you looked at anything like that or no, or you're, I've never done it, but I am now. Um, so that was, that was something big about what me and Marcellus wanted to do. Cause regardless of whether or not I stay in this weight class or 82 and a half or go up to 90, like I plan on staying in the lower 190 range, cause that's where I'm the most comfortable at. Um, mm. so regardless of that, so we, what we want to do is get bigger and stronger and, and 
you know, Marcel has been saying that that's something that he wanted to implement with me was to make sure we, you know, work back into this slow, slowly build, 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 and be able to like up that cap just a little bit more. Um, so I'll let you know how it goes. Like I just, you know, started slowing going back into it a little bit. It's this kind of stuff is interesting too. Like I get people, people want to follow lifters for the weights as well. Like you're smashing big weights and that's going to bring in a lot of attention. But if you start sharing, like, here's my calories, here's my body weight, here's what I ate for the day, stuff like that. It is interesting because a lot of people that I think follow powerlifters, sometimes you find them not because of powerlifting, because they look, they want to look, they probably are smashing weights like they want to smash, but they're like probably interested as well. Like, what are you doing to do this? Well, I do this many steps a day. This is my workout, but this is the food I'm eating just to like take that away. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm starting to increase some calories. It's from my body weight's at. It's like another journey to follow, man. And, um, cause I like this kind of stuff. Like I've cut anyone, almost everybody at some point who's, who goes to the gym is going to end up dieting to some degree. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. To some degree. I, I will say I share a lot on YouTube. I don't have like a massive following or anything like that. But I share a lot of my like my mm. journeys, my processes for almost every single meet. I have a you know a theme for every single meet. I showcase you know every single thing that I'm going. Like for instance, this prep um, on my YouTube series, like people knew I was doing conditioning twice a day. Like mm. I was working out at 5 a.m. in the mornings, and then you know I would do a little bit of conditioning after that, and then I would go back in the afternoon and do a little bit more conditioning just to get my steps in. And when I say conditioning, I was simply walking on an incline. Uh, you know at a low speed, like anywhere between three, 3.2 incline of like four to eight, depending on the day, depending on the vibe, depending on my energy. If I had like, yeah. that, you know, fuck been, fuck been humble mentality, like I, the, the, the headphones were going and I was going fast, you know, like, uh, so it just depends. So like those people knew all those things I was doing. And then the whole eating thing, like everyone's really interested into that, those type of storylines. Like, what are you doing to, you know, fuel your body to get down here? But I, what I've been told from a lot of people who have been watching this series was that I was very chill um this series is what it seemed like and i was like i mean i don't know i'm just i'm just a very i'm a more refined lifter now like i'm just like this me i didn't even have headphones on i didn't listen to anything i was just chilling i was just in the back chilling but why do you think that is just maturing as a lifter where you're like because the one thing with music for real it can get your adrenaline up and Mm -hmm. you know you're, you're gonna smash a little more weight with adrenaline but did you just not need that or or why why do you think that is for me personally i think there's songs that play in my head yeah but no i think for this one and just not even this one i did this at uh so typically i use music during squats after that i take off the headphones because squats give me the most anxiety um in in the sense of like i'm a little anxious after i get my first squat done I'm, i'm good i'm straight once that squat's done i'm like all right we're in the game we're good after squats, I usually take my headphones off and just immerse myself in the community, the environment of powerlifting. Because I think a lot of lifters are so head down, headphones on, not really paying attention to the moment. Like you're, this, this is an experience and you're losing sight of that whenever you're, you're do. Not, not that you don't have to do that, but a lot of people tend to lose sight of that. For this meet specifically, I just wanted to be immersed in the environment. I was just like, let me just be present and mm-hmm. just listen to everything. I'm just clanking going on listening to the you know the announcer and i'm just like yeah we're here but i was also i had a whole different mentality and mindset too i was like i already knew the work was going to get done so like i didn't need anything i already had everything i've already prepared for this there was nothing else i needed i just needed to go out and perform this is typically what i say whenever 
at this point in my life, whenever, you know, I do all this training up into this beat, there's nothing I can do to change the outcome. I just need to go out there and perform. So I'm going out there literally depend on a performance for the crowd. It's an, it's, it actually relieves a little bit of stress, anxiety, where it's like, it's, it's already done. The work is already done. You just got to execute and you've done it the same. And it's yeah. something to be said for that. Like it's, it's I, whatever else I need, it's already here. I already have yes. it. I could tap in if I need it. Um, what about during like training? Like that's the day of, but in training, does it help? Or some days obviously. Bro, I need, it's 5 a.m. Dog. I need music. I need. Songs, okay. Bro. Fair it's enough. <laughs> I thought, I'm okay. Fine, that's fair. <laughs> so you're human. You're human for God's sake. Right. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, like, so we, so I get up, uh, you know, um, Beck and I, we go to the gym at five. We start training around five fifteen, and uh, it's not easy. It's it's extremely hard. Um, but I can go at any time I want. But Becca works a tremendous amount of hours, uh, and this is the only time she can go. So I go for support, and uh, I also go for myself. Like it helps me out a lot. So now, once we get back from the gym, I work from ten to four. You know, that's my work schedule for myself. But I have a couple of hours before that to just kind of like relax a little bit, prepare for the day. So it just kind of gives me a little bit more structure. Yeah, so Becca, is that your girlfriend then? Yes. Okay. Sorry. So dogs, you actually go out just to be done. That's fucking to stand up at you to be like, I'm going where I'm not, she goes. I'm not the nicest person about it, bro. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't give me too much credit. I'm not the oh, nicest <laughs> person about it. I'll go. I'm going to bitch about it. Like, I'm, just, I'm, here. I'm, a, I'm a bitch the entire time. Oh, like, I'm not, I don't even bitch. I'm just, I'm just not talkative. I'm just like, mm. yeah, but, you there are days, but there are days, there are days where you are a little bit more talkative. Uh, but you know, it's just support, man. I mean, it's not, the sport's not easy. It's not hard, but it's one of those things where like 5am is not easy for anyone. You know, I've done, like, I've trained in the morning because I had to, and I'm like, let me try this. Let me like, things are getting crazy. Well, I could find time in the morning. And um, it depends on how alert people are in the morning. I could not turn on for shit. Like it was the worst yes. workout. And I'm like, I, well, I did something. It yeah. was better, than, but it was not great. And I can no. imagine if the full block was like that, it would not be a great block. No. But what is it? Do you just like adjust or like, cause you're, oh, absolutely. Hitting, you're hitting big weights. Yeah. Your body, your body adjusts. You're we're athletes. We have to adapt. If you can't adapt, you're not an athlete. That's just how I feel. Like, it's not the most ideal situations, but at the end of the day, like, we compete in the most, like, uncontrollable environment sometimes, right? Like, we can't control certain things that happen. So what do you do as an athlete? You adapt and you overcome. So there are mornings where, like, I'm just shit. Like, I can't do anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this shit away. I'm going to go do some accessories, maybe some cardio, and I'll come back in the afternoon and try to do it because I can do that. I can adjust like that. And I know not everyone's not everyone can have that certain situation where they can go back to the gym. Um, but I can, but I adjust as much as I can. I have my primary squat day on Sundays where I go mm. later in the day because like I, there's no way in hell I'm getting up to squat, whatever at that. But I have my secondary squat days sometimes a little bit at 5am in the mornings. And those are okay. Cause it's not, it's not the craziest stuff in the world. But even now, I'm starting to transition to that to the afternoons. But deadlifting, I could do that early in the morning. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I don't deadlift a lot, but I, I can do it. Dog, you're not a lot. It's still 700, though. Like, yeah, I don't deadlift pulled... 700 at 5 a.m. 
Well, that's I true. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably exactly. Maybe that was it. You're like, shit, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Um, <laughs> but it is that you now you're deadlifting into the 700s is an 82.5, man. Your dead is back up. You know, yeah, that's respectable back, by any means. Yeah, I'm back. I just got to, uh, we just got to figure out like at a lower body weight, how to maintain, not maintain, I've maintained my bench. I actually PR'd it at a lower body weight. Just to get a little bit stronger, I need to get into that 420 range. Mm. Yeah. So the immediate goals, like what, what are your goals in terms of the next year, the next few years, et cetera? Is it an 82.5 national title followed by a 90 kilo national title or like, what do you envision? Well, <laughs> my overall like statements have been like, everything else remains to be seen. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to stop powerlifting. Like, come on now. Like, that's just what I'm going to do. The goal for everyone is probably a national championship at some point in time. Like for me though, uh, I'm very competitive. I am, I love challenges. Like, and I think whether or not I go 90 or 82 and a half, it's going to be whatever weight class is the most competitive. Cause I feel like now I have an obligation to take what that performance and put it on the national stage. Mm. I feel like I'm obligated to do that. There's nothing that's forcing me to, there's nothing telling me to, but I feel like it's an obligation to like take this performance and showcase it against the best of the best in the world. And the best in the world right now is Russell Orhi at 82 and a half kilos, um, along with a stacked lineup of <laughs> 82 kilo lifters. Cause whenever you compete at that national stage, competition is just a little bit different right now. You're not playing for like PRs and things like that. You're playing to win at whatever mm -hmm. cost that is, you know? Uh, so for me, ideally, like if I'm just sitting here thinking, yeah, I would love, I would love to go in next year at 82 and a half kilos and put up a fucking like great performance against some of the best in the world. Um, but also I would love to go in at 90 kg and win a national championship as well. You know? So like the ball is kind of in my court. It's up to me to decide what I want to do. It, it is because I know what you mean where after that performance, like as a sports fan, that's for sure what everybody's, I think a lot of people are looking at is like, holy smokes, we've been waiting for so long for somebody to come mm -hmm. along and really press Russ and bring that. And once you hit into the 830s like that with some room, like it, it looked, look, at you got time, you know, yeah. leading into, and in terms of the performances from 2022, 832 and a half and 838, like you guys are neck and neck, man. So yeah, you kind of want to see a conclusion there before you move up. And once you move right. up, you could always come back down, but it's more difficult, right? It's obviously easier oh, to yeah. move up, not, not redo this all over again. Um, so is that kind of where you feel the obligation is, is like, you owe it to yourself to see this through. So at least you don't look back and be like, fuck, maybe that was the time. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. That was the time. Prime, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah that, so, oh, damn it. I, no, I agree. I agree. Cause like, you know, like, it's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, no one's done that in such a long period of time. I do feel like there's an obligation to the fans to give them, to give them this, like, this, like, fight or this, uh, this, this, the storyline to, like, just give them this, like, well, also to, like, press for us a little bit to, to push to see, you know, because, like, when you go back and you look at that performance, yeah, it's at a local meet. But at the end of the day, like, I didn't have to push that hard. I went in for an 800 total but yet i was like no nah, i've got way more in the tank let's let's press it um 
But when you look back at that performance, it's like, okay, there's 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 some kilos left on the table. Mm-hmm. But we also have an entire year, right? So in that entire in that year, just knowing that now, like going from nationals uh 2022 to corrupted in November. I didn't have that much time to like really get all the way down to a, a, a little lower body weight and just sit there for a while. I was just maintaining. So now I could just train and, you know, stay at a lower body weight the most of the year and just kind of just grow from there and see. But yeah, I do feel like there needs to be a conclusion at this point. That's what it feels like to me at least. It's like, well, I have this moment. I could truly close the book and put up a dope ass competition at the end of the year. And then just man, finally walk away mm. and go up to that 90 KG class, which is just sitting at body weight or I'm actually lower than 198, but just sitting at body weight and just enjoy the rest of my lifestyle with that. And, you know, like I'm an athlete, you know, I'm a competitor and it's something that is definitely weighing on my mind. It's something that I've thought about, but you know, um, I don't think I'll make it an immediate decision, but yeah, all those are playing a factor. I mean, if you thought you felt like you had unfinished business to hate 800, imagine the unfinished business you'd feel if you left without looking behind that corner to see what would have happened, right? You're like, fuck, that was a little too close to walk away from. But it really yeah. would be, you know, previously, if Russ walks into a Nats and if he wins by around 20 kilos, it's comfortable enough. But now if he's, if all you have to do is show up and everyone knows that's not going to be the case. Like he has to be on his A game now, if he's going to win, that changes everything. And that's if, if you don't increase at all, a 32 and a half is going to force him to be on his A game. You don't got to increase a lot. We're not talking a big increase. We're talking like, what are we talking about? You do We're 10 kilo, about, you're yeah. all, you do 10 kilo from now to next summer. You're already right at his all time best. So this is very, very real. And in terms of, um, you know, like a sports fan, and I'm sure in terms of Russ, it'll be different now. It'll be right back to the Brett Gibbs days where it's like, I need to be a hundred percent and it's attempt selection is all. This is when attempt selection all of a sudden, yeah. previously when you, when you're skating through, you got 20 kilo on people. You can miss a lift and still be all right. You know, but if you are literally like, I think his 100%, my 100%, I don't know. Wouldn't you tell yourself that? If he's 100 and I'm 100, I'm not sure. Now you're talking from attempt selection to, do you got a chip? Does he have a chip? Who's got the Mm -hmm. chips? What are we, all of that matters now. Who's got lot number advantage? All of a sudden we're talking. Yeah. This is what Russ hasn't been in that conversation since Brett. He hasn't been in that fight since Brett. That's where as a fan watching, I'm telling you, man, it is, uh, and I'm sure it'll bring out the best in him. It'll bring out the best in you. Oh, absolutely. You know, like for you to be involved in that and involved in that, by the way, for a USAPL national title against a guy who's won five and is a massive star. And now it's like, okay, let's just have that. Let's just have that for you before you leave. And you go up to nine. Hey, let's just have that for me. Okay. Because some some people uh, will never have that, my man. Some people will never will. I will say it, it will be healthy competition with Russ. Like, uh, like it's just, you know, seeing him do certain things. I'm like, I bet I'm a, up that by 10, you know, 10 kilos, you know, like seeing him squat something. I'm like, I bet I'm a, up that by five kilos, you know, like it's, it's just, it's healthy, but mm. it brings out the best in me, brings out the best type of competitor in me, I would say, you know, um, which is a lot of that, I think definitely helped with this week. Again, like the reason why I did the Corrupted Strength Classic was 
uh, one, I was going down, I was cutting weight anyway. And then when I saw Russ was doing it, I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. This will be a fun meet, you know? And then there, I think there was the opportunity to break an American record, but then I think that kind of got stripped or something seven and a half weeks out. So that was no longer on the table, but like that would have been a fun battle for me. And that's all I was really thinking. I had no idea I was going to put up an 832 and a half kilo total. But Well, here we are though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. It, um, yeah. In terms of, um, you know, when it comes to a competition like that, and you were saying like how, you know, even if you're, if you're training and you're looking at the numbers he's putting up and it gives you like that motivation, that drive. I remember, yeah. I remember having John Hack on before his battle with uh, Brett Gibbs at the world's 2016. And I remember afterwards Hack talking about, yeah, I would, he'd, he'd be like, I went on Instagram. I'd see what Brett Gibbs is doing. And I'd be like, shit, shit. I better, I better catch up Like shit. I, I better like, it just gives you a little, it just yeah. is what it is, man. You could put on your blinders, but also there's something to be said for, you know, feeling that feeling like a little bit of pressure being like, Oh, okay. All right. I, I, I yeah. thought I was working hard. Maybe I need to put, put a little harder, put a little more gas. Maybe that tot set, just five more pounds, five more kilos, whatever it is. There, yeah. it, it helps push you, man. You don't know. Sometimes you think you're running fast until someone's chasing you and you're going to oh, run absolutely. a little bit faster. Yeah, I think this is just kind of given the powerlifting community that loves those 83 battles a little hope, right? Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of strong 83s or 82. Uh, for the sake of this conversation, I'm saying 83s. Uh, right. There's a lot of strong 83s like out there, right? We So freaking many, you know, right. but then but to be one who's put up this total this close, um, it just I, I know that speaks volumes. Um, so. As I said before, I, I do feel like there's an obligation to like fulfill that fan service, um, but also for myself too. Like, can this bring out the absolute best in me? You know, going toe for toe, right? I will say though, like in a meet, if my squats are on, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a battle. If my squats are on, it's good. It's I know. good. I know. Like, I um. Uh, why do you think the eighty-two and a half, eighty-three, whatever, is so populated with like good quality lifters? Like, why is it? It always seems to have good battles in stack. Well, I think uh, I could be wrong completely. Like I'm not coming from, you know, a science-based observation. I'm just coming from what I think when I first started powerlifting. When I came in, it was the Gibbs and Hack show. Like when I came in, that's what I was watching. I was like, oh, I want to be like those guys. You know what I mean? Like, damn, those guys are legends. You know, I want to be like that. So like I wanted those battles. And then you had Russ come into the play, into the fold, and then you had Russ and Gibbs, you know, and then. I think it's just one of those weight classes that's just a very popular weight class. And a lot of people kind of walk around in that mid body weight where it's like in those 180s to 190 ranges. And it's just easier to like be in that mix or in that conversation. But the simple fact that you have people that are doing some amazing stuff in that weight class is just, I don't know, unbelievable. Like, I don't know, like, like for instance, I mean, Angelo has a massive deadlift at 82 and a half kilos, which is crazy. You got Russ, who's a crazy squatter. I'm a crazy squatter. You, you got 82 and a half kilos, 83 kilo lifters just doing some crazy stuff. I think it's just a very popular weight class because of the people in the weight class um, that are doing it. Because if all these, if all of us were in a 90 weight class, that would be the popular weight class. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just very popular lifters in that weight class. But you could argue and say that's about almost any other weight class as well now at this point in time. And, um, I mean, you could argue Russ is the most popular, but I mean, uh, yes, but I yes. think you're right. I think in terms of the average size male walking around a brown and that lifts weights around buck, buck 80 to buck 90 range ish, but in the buck nineties, so you could cut mm -hmm. to 180, two and a half or whatever. Um, 
it's right there. I think that's probably the average size dude that's in the gym lifting weights. And then on top of that, yeah, there is some freaks out there doing some amazing things. Like Angelo's got a massive deadlift. Uh, you got a massive squat. Russ is just massive all around. And yeah. physically. John, John Gruden's physically massive. And then you got John Delaney a with a massive bench. Like just, I could go on and on and on. Like, like what about Enna? Just... What did you think about Enna Enna Horo at IPF Worlds this year? Who stole? He stole the show. Bob Matthews came on and is like, yeah. Bob Matthews said that might have that eight. Fuck, it was eight hundred forty-seven pounds, which is three hundred eighty-five kilos. A depth yes. by an eighty-three kilo man. And Bob's like, right. I know he missed that, but that's the most impressive lift I've ever seen in powerlifting. Yeah, I will say <laughs> his deadlifts are insane. Like I, 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 I believe I follow him. Uh, his deadlifts are crazy. And I, I hate that I didn't mention him as well, a part of that whole deadlift wow. segment. There's but so yeah. many, there's so many of them, man. You can't mention it's so everybody, many people. but it's so many yeah. people. Yeah. But like, but it's showing like outliers are coming out to play. You know what I mean? Like we're like, we we find it and we're like, oh, we're good at this. And we're just gonna like like I'm literally built to squat. You know what I mean? Right. I've always been a good squat of my entire life. So it's like, oh, well, I'm good at this. And then all those other numbers just slowly start to come up a little bit with it. Like, but then when you get into that 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 talk or that conversation with competition you just have to level up like you got to live up to that expectation um if you want to like you like you don't have to but like if you want to and i assume anyone who's doing this sport who's in this weight class like wants to be a part of that conversation wow my friend you are definitely a part of that conversation right now <laughs> i mean you're but this is going to be 2023 that'll be one of the biggest yeah. uh conversations are you you, you know something funny you know, it's funny. I didn't even realize what I did. Like, uh, I, I I said this before. After I pulled it, I just... So my second attempt, I think that put me at like 820. I could be mistaken. 820 or 822 and a half kilos. I don't know. But I knew at that point I was... Um, I had, you know, got, gone beyond some of the uh, 82s who competed in 20... This year nationals. I think they had like 819s. And I was like, yeah, I right, bet. I'm ahead of that. But then once I got my last pull, I was like, I agree. You know, I... I've gone over that a little bit, but then Petrie's like, nah, bro, like you just like you're you just out total Brett Gibbs. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, like, was, like, was yeah. Like when he said that, I think that's when it hit me. Cause like he said Brett Gibbs. And when I heard that name, for me, I was like, that's someone I've I've like looked up to, you know, like in the sport of powerlifting when I first came in. And I was just like, yo, ain't no way. You know, but then like it was just so much camaraderie in the back, you know, like like a lot of the other 82s a lot of the, the homies and stuff and even even Russ came back we had a quick chat you know and it was just like okay i'm in the conversation again you know like i'm like it's just funny because i really thought i got written off you know like as an 83 back in the day and it was just like you know i'm back you know like i had to take a step forward just to come back a little bit it feels almost a little better that way when it's like oh, some yeah. adversity when it's there is it take it took a minute and um, you're 100% right. Like to move past somebody like, we've been waiting forever for somebody to move past Brett Gibbs. And I'm sure Russ has been waiting for someone forever as well to emerge in when, when Russ hears the word Brett Gibbs or the name Brett Gibbs, he's like, fuck, oh, those are some battles. <laughs> they went one yeah. and one. Brett was there. Like there was, look at yeah. I mean, Russ I, on the podcast preview show for 2019 worlds. I picked Brett Russ styled on me and took that audio <laughs> clip when he won. But like, um, that was a fire video though. It, it was <laughs> fire. It was so fire. I love that. I was like, hey, fuck it. I'll take the L and I'll wear it. But um, there's been a minute and I'm sure, you know, 
all everyone's when 2023 rolls around and this rolls around, everyone's going to be excited, including Russ, where he'll all of a sudden feel that he talks about on the podcast, like numerous times he's been on. He says like, you know, there, if I know it's going to be a pretty big spread, it's one thing. It's different when you get back there. And he's like, I remember what it was like to look across and there's Brett. And he knew Brett wasn't any kind of intimidated or any kind of Brett's looking at back at me thinking, let's see what happens. Young man, you know, cause Brett's oh, came yeah. and he said, when I see Taylor, he's like, if Taylor moves to 83, he's like, I would, I would know Taylor's going to look at me and be like, I'm not impressed. You were going to, well, we'll sort it out. You know what I mean? So, so it's been a minute. So for this, even for him, for everybody, it is an exciting time when he looks Mm -hmm. back there, it isn't going to be like previously. He knows it's going to be like Brett. It's going to be those days all over again. And um, those feelings will come back and uh, it'll be interesting. And do you, another question I want to ask, do you think, because it's, it's a, it's a bit of time until next mega Nats. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a mega Nats, but you know, USAPL Nats, is it going to be, is there going to be an interim competition leading up to, or lay off it? What, what do you think? Because, you know, I don't know. How do you feel? Because you could, it's almost now at this point, you're almost playing high level poker and you're like, do I show my hand? Do I, do I show them what my total could be in 2023? Or do I just keep it like, okay, you already know, you already know I'm within 10 kilo. You know, it's going to be less than that by the time I walk on. I don't know. Did you, uh, did you see my story that I posted the other day about what I can, my total at 91, 90 and 82 and a half. When did you post that? It was a couple of days ago, maybe. So oh my to- my total when I competed at ninety three, uh, I was ninety one, um, was eight thirty two and a half kilos, and then from that December meet to June at ninety was eight thirty two and a half kilos. I know, and then from that meet to now yeah. is eight thirty two and a half kilos. I did know that. Saying, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, you give me a year, I might it just might get disgusting. It's what oh. it feels like, you know. So I. If I decide to go back to 82 and a half, I wouldn't compete again until uh, nationals in September. But if I decide to go up to 90, I would, you know, maybe do like an intermediate or something like that just to kind of like do something just to kind of see where my numbers would kind of align and how would it feel easy, things like that. Like just kind of get an idea. But working down to 82 and a half's work, you know, it's mm-hmm. not impossible, but it's work. And in order to maintain that strength over over time. Um, I need to make sure I take that whole year and just take some time to grow and, you know, slowly work back down without, you know, trying to get there too fast. So there, there wouldn't be no need to do uh, two meets next year at 82 and a half. Just show all my cards on the table. I mean, you're, you'll sit in training, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll at least get a general idea. Like what this meet I was not this meet. Yeah. Leading up to this meet, I think my biggest squat was 755. I hit 722 on the platform. So, I mean, you could take a, a what, 10 kilos or so from that or so i mean you'll see what i do but i i probably won't be hitting too many big squats like that just maintaining and just trying to get stronger over a, a longer period of time just slow slow and steady the fact that you already got in your 82 and a half kilo performance i don't think you really need to to be honest with you yeah. you already know you know i can make it you know what to expect you know exactly mm-hmm. what you said the from training numbers to platform numbers and what to expect there and you know, your coaching staff, everybody knows as well. They obviously pick the numbers well on this day, so they know yeah. what to anticipate. So if you needed more data points, fine, but it doesn't look like you do. 
you know, looks like you're good. And it can only give too many more data points to everyone else who's going to be, because it will come down to that now. When it gets close enough, it becomes a battle of coaching staff and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And that's where the data points, less known, the better. Let them just guess. Let them have to guess what they need. You know, sometimes you don't show everything. It's, uh, it'll be good. This is, this is one of those meets where it's funny because like, it's like, I I feel like I always show my hand, but, but some people really don't look at it because it just doesn't like my deadlifts. I show everything that I do. It just doesn't look like it's like, Oh, he's hiding that. It's like, no, bro. I, that was my top set. Like, it didn't move that slow. Like that's what it was. Like it is what it is, but like, but we know based on training and based on the data that we collected over the last two years or so um, that if I'm hitting around these ranges, these are going to be the top end ranges on the day of the meet. I will say the last three meets I've done, including like corrupted the last three meets I've done my deadlifts, for instance, like I'm hitting certain ranges and the top end is always like this, but it always feels good on meet day. Now my deadlifts always feel good on meet day. It's like, I feel like I can pull anything. That's what it feels mm. like. So, uh, as long as, you know, we, we keep according to that, I think we'll be fine. I mean, I got a whole year. I will say though, if I start pulling 700 plus in training, it's going to get nasty. Like, it's just like, I'm telling you, if I, if I'm able to do that, which I will be, I just feel like, uh, we we finally found what clicks, you know? And then once you find that, once you find that like method to the madness, you just kind of keep rolling with it. And then you just adjust along the way. That's what people will be looking for now. If you start pulling oh, yeah. seven hundo in the, in the gym regularly, they're like, uh oh, what the fuck does that mean? What are we looking <laughs> right? What are, what are we going to be looking at here? Eight fifty and up. God knows, man, what yeah. the limit could be. Um, it'll yeah. be interesting because then it, uh, when it's actually a competition, and you mentioned this, but when it's a competition, competition, it's not about PRs. Mm-hmm. You no. push somebody, you push them too far, and let their let their water spill out of their cup because they went a little too much. That's yeah. where pressure. That's where pressure of competition comes in. I'm close. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna push you to throw in a really big third squat because I am. Yeah. And then now it's like, well, did you go two and a half kilo too much? You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh no. Well, just... some, it is something to think about because, like, um, I don't like. I mean, I don't know if this is everyone, but I know, for instance, like, you know, when you low bar squat and you have a big squat, that that can affect your bench depending on how much time you have to recover. Right. Cause that, that really does like affect your bench going into it. So, um, playing it conservative, like can, can work in your favor. It just always depends. Um, but I, what I will say is like, for instance, for someone like, since we're in the conversation, the subject of Russ, he's a competitor. He's done this on the world stage. Like I don't see him faltering. I don't see him like, you know, pushing something that he doesn't need to push. He's done this way too many times to fall for that shit. You know what I mean? So like, my goal would be to, again, we're, we're talking these hypotheticals. My goal would be to go in and just do what we did at this meet. Just do stick to the numbers that we have mm. and keep going from there. Let people play, let people play whatever. But when it comes to the last deadlifts, that's when you start to play with the numbers a lot more, you know, just for positioning sake where it used to be, it used to be that Jamar would pull and people would play with their numbers after that. Cause I would always pull before most people. Right. So like people will pull into place and based off my numbers to where like now that's not the case anymore. That wouldn't be, or that won't be. And um, even your presence there though. And you're right. Like you shouldn't, especially for, for squats and bench play within your game anyways. Right. But there is something to be said for knowing I'm not sure about today. So let's, let's tone it back a little. Well, no, if you want to win, if Jamar's there, no, yeah. you just got to find that gear, right? Mm-hmm. You better level up. 
So there is something said for that. We'll see. It's It's been a hot minute since we've seen Russ in one of these. Uh, that's what's going to be so spicy about it. That's what's going to get a lot of people's attention too. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I can't wait. I want to see if he does something um, ahead of the next, like going to 2023, if he decides to do something else along the way, just to test some things out. Maybe he does. Maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't. Maybe he's like, you know what? I think I've said all I need to say. Let's just, because things are yeah. a little different now that you've. I think it- It'll be interesting. Um, I I don't see him doing a meet um, at 82 and a half. I don't see a need for it. Just kind of like the same mindset I have. Because um, I know he's doing the Korea meet, but I know he'll do that like, I don't know, maybe I think he posted on his YouTube that he'll be doing that a little, a little at a higher body weight. Um, so he'll automatically be pushing that 90 kg class. Uh, but I think from there, it'll just be that focus knowing that like, all right, I got to kick it into gear. Like if if I come out and say like, Hey, you know, fuck this, let's go, let's go back to 82 and a half. Let's, let's just battle it out. Like, I mean, it would be dope to go back, battle it out, maybe potentially win, you know, the 82 and a half as a national champion. And, you know, Dude, that, are you kidding me? You know, are you like, kidding me? That would be more than dope. That would be, you would, you'd win one of the biggest showdowns, most heavily hyped showdowns of that Nats, not only take that Nat title. So it'd be a whole story too. I want to ask you about the, the Korean meets. I know you've seen the Ashton, what happened there. And everyone's yo. like, yo, who the fuck was that guy? And it like was, they were hot. Yeah, you know, so what I was saying is like, were you hiding this dude? Did, did you guys know you had this monster it, waiting for it Ashton? It felt like it felt like they were like they brooding this dude, like, like, all right, yeah, we're gonna get Ashton here, you're gonna you're gonna kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I <laughs> this is what I told Russ. This is what I told Joey and Russ. I'm like, be careful, man. Do they got maybe two and a half we don't know about? Because when you I'm get those real? invites now, it's like it's like a it's like a setup now. It's like this. Where was that guy from? <laughs> Holy smokes, man! Saw that? I was like, what just happened? Yeah. And afterwards, you know, Ashton's like, who the fuck knew this? You guys knew he yeah. was as good. You knew he was as good. <laughs> it's like, what it's is like you guys, on? you guys knew this. Yeah, exactly. You knew he was here. You knew what his numbers are going to be. Ashton That's so funny. His, Ashton's pulling to win on body weight. Yes. You know he wasn't expecting that. They probably had Ashton out. Ashton, no, come no on, let's, let, let's go for drinks. Let's go for food. Let's what? And Ashton, yeah, this is a party. It's a party. Take it light. It's a party. Yeah. Wakes up the next day and there's a monster waiting for him. Got you. Got, got you. Man. Got you, mid. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. I was like, what happened? Who yeah. is this person? Yeah. And he blew up overnight. That's why, I don't know. We'll see what happens if it fucking, Russ is like, I'm going 90. I'm like, well, you be easy on that. You, you, you know, because let's, you know, pay attention to who signed up. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting also to see what Russ does as a 90. But then there's, I mean, Korea is a crazy trip. Maybe it's like. Yeah. Well, it makes sense not to like, right? Like, it's like, you're not, what, I think he got, he got invited out. I mean, it's not a world level competition, right? You're not like, there's nothing really on the line. Like. Does it make sense to travel all the way there, cut to 82 and a half to, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. Like, like I, you I said, personally in, wouldn't. Yeah, like you said, enjoy. Like like you said, be yeah. present and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. And just be like, exactly. how often am I on the other side of the world? Totally different culture, totally different. Yes. Just just soak it up. Yeah. As, as, as long as there's no fucking 90 kilo kid there that's on, you know. <laughs> Like you pull for the win. Yeah. Where you're like, Russ is like, geez, Joe, Joey flex. Like, okay, we're pulling to win on body weight. Right. This is where we're at. I don't no know. No matter how- what you, you got to pull this. Yeah. And G- Russ is like, how did this get away from us like this? Holy smokes, man. Stop it's going like to me. Korea people. It's a, it's a, it's a hit. We try to invite our best lifters to the famous 
that, that's right. Eventually, USAPL is like, all right, we're going to put a hold on this. We're going to stop. We, we got further stop. investigation. You guys come over here. We got to do some kind of whatever. I don't know. Yeah, dude, but, uh, that that's that's funny, man. I also want to ask you about um, the seven hundred pound squat you hit at nationals about two years ago, whatever, when I almost lost King of the List yeah. account. I got I, you, bro. I got I, you. Thank God, dude. I honestly, there were people <laughs> so, oh my God. Jamar, I, hey, I, can, I tell you, can I tell you something? When <laughs> I walked out, when I, when I told, when I told Marcel, so I was like loaded, right? When I walked out on the platform, it was so quiet. It's like everyone lost complete faith in me. I was like, damn. <laughs> she was so quiet. I I um so for anyone listening, I fucking was like, like, you're gonna hit 700. You're gonna hit 700. I was all the time. Are you the enemy? You was like, hey, bro, you got it. It 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 um it, I bet Arian, like fucking because I've been saying it, and you had 700 in you. There was just something yeah. about 700. And um, I'm like, no, this is the one. And they're like, yeah, you say that all the time. And I'm like, I'm so confident. Yeah, I will bet you, Arian, the king of this password on social media. And it's this this bad boy's yours for I don't know if it's a week, a month, but it would have been too long. It would have been. I think it was a month at first, and then you dropped it down to a week. <laughs> I got all I got all sweaty palms. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers real quick. But um, <laughs> but I yeah, uh, especially after that second attempt, that's whoa. And I shit you not. So competition rolls around. I'm like, I'm pretty confident. But when you missed seven hundred, and it looked. Like, um, what did you, was it 700 you missed and you took it? I didn't, I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything. Did you not? I went, I went 661 and I think we, I think we accidentally bumped it up to 672, which actually worked out in my favor. Cause if we went any heavier than that, then I would have thought it was a strength issue. Okay. Okay. And okay, I would have like been like, we don't have it today. Okay. Okay. That's what it was. But my 672 was a grind. Okay. That's what it was. Thank you. Okay. But, I mean, I mean. RPE 10, we're all send. Check, please. Yeah, we're we're done. done. Check, please. We'll I'll get me an Uber. We're done. Thank you. That's it what it was. Yeah. It was it was a 305. You're right. I just looked it up. Yeah. I got I got you your uh stats open. Um, and I remember, dude, the anxiety I felt watching this, and I had people in my DMs being like and tagging me, oh shit, son. Bro. And everybody's like, Oh, here we go. And I was like, fucking. Please, powerlifting gods, grant my man the strength. Yo, grant my man the man. strength. And you, what did you say? You said literally, you tightened your literally, belt. literally, tighten literally. Literally, I had to tighten my belt. That's it was it was kind of embarrassing because like it's something I should have known. Like at that point, I was definitely a, a a refined lifter, but not as refined as I am now. But it was just it was a simple mistake. Like I was on a three notch is what I typically train with, but competing, I compete on a fourth notch because my body weight is. A little bit lower after a slight water load so not knowing like when the weight gets heavier it's very noticeable like oh, yeah. so when it was at 672 i was like damn my belt's <laughs> loose <laughs> but, and i was like and i really didn't think marcellus is gonna let me go like hey man i got it i promise you it's so but you so when you loaded it i shit you not man i was on the edge of my sheet so i got like, balls bro like you balls. got balls, dude. You got <laughs> balls like church bells. Okay, you got fucking balls. When you came out there, like fucking load it and let's fucking pray for a miracle. I'm like, when I seen the number come on, I'm like, let's do this. Let's fucking. I'm there. I felt like I was in that boat with you rowing. And I'm like, let's fucking get to the. Everyone's on the edge of their seat. Like, Everybody's. Oh, shit, everyone's like, we all know 
we all knew the third attempt was going to be 700 pounds, 318. We knew like this was, this was going to be, it was just like, it wasn't encouraging after the second. And, um, and you tightened up your belt and I shit you not. People were posting up in their stories and tagging me after the second. And that story lived about six, lived about five minutes, my friend. And they had to quickly Mm -hmm. go back and delete it because that everyone's like, everyone's like the password. Here we go. Here we go. That story lived five minutes, my friend. And was, that. What's that? I said big WTFs after that squad. That's right, man. It is what it is, Playboy. I was like, yes, man. He don't don't count me out, baby. I'm here. I know. Wow. That was a dramatic come from behind when you had yeah, heart, man. And you blew it up. It was yeah. you blew that up. That 700 up. That was a massive, another massive milestone for you up until yeah, probably this huge. point. Yeah. Yeah. You had been chasing it for so long, too, to make it. I've been chasing it for a long time, yeah. I had been chasing it, Um, uh, I think, 2019. Like, 2019 all the way up until, what, 2021. Wow. So, 2019 was, like, that first taste of potentially hitting 700. And I think I ended up getting it just a couple of times at a gym. And um, it was, like, the, those big wilds, like, oh, shit, you might be able to do this. Um, but <laughs> knowing what I know now, as long as I'm hitting – at least 30 to 50 pounds more, I'll hit it on the platform. Mm. But I was hitting 700, like on the dot, like Uh 701, grinding them out. Uh, But at this point in time, I had been doing this for a while over COVID and things like that. So um, I don't know, man. Like I just, I I walked out on that platform. It was so quiet. I think I maybe heard a couple of claps, like, (laughs) woo. And I was like, I kind of, if you go back in the video, you see me kind of like smile a little bit because it was so (laughs) quiet it was unnerving i was like i was like, like people's wow. face they're like, mm, <laughs> like, like, like yeah i'm gonna hit it relax you you can no and i was like damn i really they really don't have faith in me that's crazy and i was like i know i i know i gave them like a grindy second attempt yeah but come on i loaded this He's like trust me but anyway so i did it and i like i knew i had it i don't i can't i can't explain really? it i walked in the back i told marcellus i was like hey my belt's loose load it and I walked away and he was like, all right. So he loaded it. And I t- when I say like when my coach and athlete relationship, what we have, like it's like he understands. Like if I say something, I'm very like objective in speaking. And yeah, again, like I said, if you saw that second attempt, you wouldn't have thought that. No. As soon as it happened, I pitched forward and that told me my belt was too loose. So I literally was like, yo, loaded. I got it. I know it. And if it wasn't for him trusting in that, because if it was another coach, they would have been like, no, 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 no. Two and a half kilos, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like I just sunk, I sunk it and I got up with it. And it was like, all right, bet. We're done. Like, we got it. We got it. Yo, John Hack, I remember him saying, he was sitting in the crowd. I said, yo, where the f- did that come from? He goes, I swear. <laughs> I was, he said, I was ready to mean the shit out of you if you were going to fail that. <laughs> Dude, I well, there already was memes floating around. Yo. Like, with 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 Arian taking King of Lifts, it already was floating around. People yeah. are already celebrating and like when you said like some other coaches might have been like, I'll give you two and a half more kilo. My friend, it didn't look like you had two and a half more kilo. That's how scary. <laughs> that's how scary that second attempt was. That's why when you yeah. came out for it, I'm like, let's fucking go. But I was confident. I was like, let's fucking. My man is going out on his shield today. Listen, man. Today. Listen, I'm out. I'm I'm here to die, bro. I'm not. I'm not in it for play play. That's like, right. I was ready to compete. I will say this though: we did a lot of things from that meet that helped my squat a lot more. We took my lifters away, so we took my heels away. So I haven't squatted in the heels since that meet. Oh. Um, 
and my consistency for squats just kept progressing. So I don't have those inconsistencies or imbalance issues anymore. Um, so I'm, I'm a more consistent squatter with my flats. And uh, I've been just a very like, I love lifters. They look good. They're stylish. I love them. Things like that. And I was like, I bet. But it was just like, it was, the best thing to do for me was to get rid of them. Um, and my squats have never felt better. Um, so even like the 705 squat that I did at this meet, and I know I know the live stream wasn't like the best, but if you go back and you look at that live stream, again, this is why I love like being able to work with Marcel for so long and just having certain people around me during training. He immediately, as soon as I walked off the platform, because that squat honestly moved a little, not slower, a um, little bit more inconsistent than my first and my third. And I think a big part of that was, again, the TSS rack height was just one too high. I used the rack height, like I, I have all, all saved in my notes app um and i use the right height I, I haven't used i haven't squatted on one of those in competition in a while um so i was like yeah this is my right height for that so as soon as i walked off the platform seven five moved well well i walked off the platform and beck was like we're gonna lower your right height and i was like yeah and mm. that was it and that, but that's you know consistency time just understanding training and it's just different um so that helped out a lot especially with that third squat because i was able to wedge so much better into the bar and so now you're in flats. I've been in flats since 2021 nationals. <laughs> because flats, but, it is different. It puts you in a different position. It does. It, it took me time. It took me a lot of time because I've been in lifters all my entire career. So it's taken me, it took me a couple of months to get to adjust um, officially, like adjust, like uh, the first month I adjusted as, per, as the program went on, but officially to feel comfortable, to mm. feel in my groove, like it took a couple of months to really get it down. It's, it's like, first off for anyone listening. So you were the first ever to hit 700 on the platform. Um, so that's a milestone for you as well. Like one of those yes. milestones that you hit. And then to do that though, and start making adjustments after the fact, that's where some people get all like, it's tough for athletes to do something and it's working, literally working though for you, like at the very top of top ends. Well, it feels um, like you're regressing. Yes. Where you're like. My know. lifts weren't, no, my lifts weren't not like up there. Like it took a while because like your, your technique changes, yeah. um, your, your depth changes. Right. Cause like some of my squats, I know I, I love my, I love my angle. I take, I love the angle I take cause you can't really see depth, but like, it just makes it look a little bit more questionable when you're in flats. Um, but I, I'm, I'm without a doubt, like one of the, one of the deeper squatters and in, in powerlifting, I, I would argue. Um, but it took me a while to adjust with flats. Um, in terms of like depth, positioning, like foot position, like I just had to figure it out. Um, but it, I mean, it worked out. And you don't know it's going to work out unless you put a little bit of time into it. Yeah, correct. And you, you got it. You got to put time. You got to allow a couple of blocks of training. Right. Like for instance, my conventional pulls, I think when Marcel has added that in the first block, I was like, take them out. I'm never doing these shits again. <laughs> and he's like, he literally was like, give me one more block with your conventional pulls and i was able to pull like 672 single and that was like the my my best sumo was like 683 at the time so i think i might be a conventional puller yo yeah that's, like, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's, that's close man i would argue i would argue and i i'm, I'm saying this because like i i feel like this is something that i've thought about too i don't know if it'll happen but um i i will give it time to train like, and if it starts to showcase that it is, I would probably like conventional pull at an 82 and a half against rest. 
because like there's there's nothing really? there's there's nothing more legit than a conventional pool. That's what the the, the public sees, right? right? Like, let's say let's say we we battle it out, right? And it's like a conventional pool versus a sumo pooler. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be that talk, that conversation. It's like, oh well, he did it because you know he's a sumo pooler. Blah 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 blah. But you know, like I'm like, damn, there's nothing like you know being able to be like, yeah, I did that and I pulled that shit conventional. You Dude, can't say would, shit to me. That would be the craziest. That's a crazy flex. Um, if you could do it. I mean, I mean, see where your conventional pull ends up. If you start pulling in the 700s conventional, oh my God. Here's one thing that conventional pulling has as well, though, is the ability to grind if you need to. Yes. And it's it's not as volatile as a sumo. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes that comes in handy, man. When you got that yeah. adrenaline going and you're pulling for the win and you like sumo, it's either there or it's not. It doesn't, you can't not, will yeah. it. Whereas conventional, I've seen people will themselves long past when it was done and they just will themselves all the way up and you're like oh that was all willpower like you should not have been able to do that but that was just you needed it and you did it so you never know you never know i mean like i'm training it just as much as i am my sumo and i I, the thing with my conventional is i'm more comfortable doing it than i am sumo sumo is like i'm I'm having all these like thoughts like oh let me make sure that this is right i'm in the best position here it's not like mindless where it's my conventional i don't even think i just go in and pull and it's just like oh okay it's there Mm. it's just uh i guess you have to make that decision if it gets up to it, it the thing is it's difficult for you to make that decision because you don't usually fail anyways in the gym so you don't know yeah, yeah you're right you know it's it, add another variable to it right i love challenges man marcellus will be like have you failed 700 yet <laughs> you're like i have actually yeah several times you're like we on point we're going yeah. conventional then that's how we'll know that's how we'll yeah. know well listen nah, man, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast here, crushing an hour and a half here. And um, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out, sponsors, team members, whatever the heck, thank yous uh, before we let you go, sir? Yeah, man. Um, so I just been added on uh, full time to the team Bubchick. So Bubchick Supplements. I'm um, also have a discount code with them, Pancake God. Uh, so le- love to give a shout out to them. They're an amazing group of people, an amazing team. I love them to death. And I'm so thankful for the opportunities that they've provided and presented for me. Uh, my friends over at Stronger by Science, Microfactor app, Greg Knuckles, amazing people as well, too. Love them to death. They've been so good to me. Um, I do have a code for Microfactor app, as we talked about. It is that nutritional diet tracking app. Um, so code is Pancake Got there as well. Um, and... I would like to give a shout out to Marcellus, my coach. He's been amazing, uh, very collaborative. It's been a great journey with him. Um, a lot of my friends, man, you all know who you are. Spider the Strength Gym, Bucked Up Fitness, um, Hard Work Performance, Becca Nuns. Um, she's been my biggest and most greatest support in my powerlifting career. Um, when all of us has failed and no one believed in me, she constantly had my back and my support. Um, but yeah, and to all my friends, man, like I, I, I love them to death, like, Again, I, I I can't thank my friends enough for for backing me and having my support. Um, and there's just so many there's so many people and so many things I would love to give shout outs to. I can't think of them all in the moment. So uh, but you can always you can follow me at the God Eats. You can follow me at Pancake God, and you can keep up with my journey from there. And also on YouTube is where I give all of my information. You can just type in Jamarver, so you'll find me. It's it's already been an interesting journey, dude. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot more interesting once we get into these next Nats. I am extremely interested in how this story unfolds. Um, your story's getting better and better every chapter, my man. So yeah, extremely, man. I, I, I said to you in DMs, I'll say you right now, ext- dude, I'm so proud with how far you've come. Thank you. Developed as a lifter, 
um, everything you've done into in, with your social media and how you've you know collected yourself, organized yourself, all the sponsors you have now and what you're doing. Um, yeah, man, hats off to you, man. You earned this the old fashioned way. And, and here we are. So let's see how the 82.5 chapter ends. And then uh, and then we'll talk about the 90s. But before all that, when we get into 2023 and things start heating up, I would love to have you back on. And um, and we'll talk, man. We'll start hyping up some showdowns. But until then, my man, uh, stay healthy. Yes, bro. I appreciate that. And I think, uh, you know, once we figure things out, I'll probably make an announcement of which, yeah. which side I decide to go on. You know what I mean? Well, that's right. You haven't officially decided. That's right. Yeah, no, I, I'm still like, I'm chilling. I'm right talking now. like it's official. You haven't officially decided. I'm, I'm just, okay. Let me pull back a little. You're right. You're right. Let me respect hey, your boundaries. Look, you could build up the hype. You could like bring me into the fold. It's like, come on, let's get him in. Let's get him to yeah, yeah, go right. two and a half. Like, that'll that's be great, right. man. That's right. We'll see. When you make your decision, um, I'll, I'm going to share your decision and then we'll, we'll rumble from there. All, All right, right buddy. Man. Thanks for coming on. We'll keep yeah, in dude. touch as always. Thank you, Ryan. Bye.